Welcome to Fifth Draw Wild, everybody. I'm your host, Matt, and before we get to our episode today, we have some news. We're still interested in bringing on some more guests for the show, so if you or someone you know is really passionate about something and can record themselves, please drop us a line. We'd love to have you on. Second, we've launched a new podcast. Hard Reboot is a monthly podcast where friends of the show, Jake Mason, Alan Sells, and myself, take a property in the public domain and spin a reboot idea out in under an hour. You can find the first episode on iTunes, Stitcher, or on fifthdraw.com. Why not give it a listen? Now, enjoy the show. And our guest today is Riley. Riley, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm really happy to be here. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about a, uh, a topic that, that you kind of put forward that sounded like a whole lot of fun. Um, today we're talking about, I guess, probably the most famous sidekick in uh, most of comics, I would guess. Uh, I'd argue that. We're talking about Robin. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> so uh, why was it that you wanted to talk about Robin? So Robin has long time been my favorite uh, favorite superhero, hands down. I have a Robin tattoo of the logo on my chest that's going to get extended into the Nightwing stripe. But um, it... it it's it's legacy characters like that in itself is the reason i love robin because it's when you 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 play as a kid or as a uh, smaller i wasn't a smaller sibling but i have an older cousin i hang out with all the time so he's batman he's mario he's like he's number one i was player two all the time and some bit of stockholm syndrome and then a bit of going oh no you know the main character needs a sidekick or else they're they're trash like they don't work anymore <laughs> Like, that's the biggest thing, is, like, Batman needs a Robin, or else he's a grumpy old man that lives alone in a cave, and the the Robins are there to, like, be like, Bruce, how about you go outside every once in a while? What if you have some fun? <laughs> and and it, they really, I think, I think one of the best things about Robin, uh, just over the course of, <clears throat> over the course of his run, over the course of his story, is that every single person who kind of takes on that character is a completely different person and Mm -hmm. a completely different person in the way they interact with Batman. Um, We'll get to that more as kind of as we start going down the (laughs) list. Um, So we're going to start out with, uh, with the OG Robin, uh, the original, Mm -hmm. the first boy wonder, uh, Dick Grayson, the golden boy, the flawless Dick Grayson, Dick, everything that Batman can do, but also sociable Grayson, like, and I, I love I love that that's that's often described as his superpower is he's best friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. He's the linchpin of the DC universe. That's what makes him so important. That's what makes him my favorite. Is because like Bruce can be a real a real GD grump. You know, he could just be like <laughs> sit there and like sour in his cave all day. But Dick would come up and be like, no, like let's go do something positive or he'd make a joke he would always constantly keep ribbing on bruce to be like no 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 we're gonna have a good time here we don't all have to be super sad so so real quick uh kind of give us the rundown on dick grayson what's uh where'd he come from what's his deal i'm i'm sure Mm -hmm. most of the audience knows this but just in case a buffer some people might be too much in the Marvel camp, mm-hmm. so uh, tell us, tell us, uh, tell us where Robin came from. A buffer is very important. Dick Grayson, my boy, was a uh, 
was a part of a circus act. His parents were the Flying Graysons. They were trapeze artists. And uh, one night they go trapezing away, and uh, Tony Zuko, a horrible monster gang man, uh, killed, had, like, engineered it so the trapeze rope would tear when his parents were on it. They fell to their deaths without a net. Uh, Dick was reasonably bummed by that. Bruce Wayne was in the crowd and was like, hey, small orphan boy. I was a small orphan boy. And takes him in as his ward. He eventually finds out, like, Dick finds out what Bruce is going out and doing at night and says, I want a piece of this, because uh, otherwise he's going to go and try to hunt down Zuko on his own. He's going to try to find him on his own. And with Bruce's, like, direction and, you know, meeting a little bit with, you know, Barbara and, like, some of the other young Bat family people, he bec- he stays the happy boy that he always was he doesn't get to bruce like you know he could have been he doesn't get to a grumbly man who's like angry and angsty and like i will never let this happen to anyone again (laughs) i i think that's one of the kind of the more telling aspects of that relationship is uh i don't even remember what it was in but uh wonder woman tries to like talk bruce out of keeping dick as Mm -hmm. a, a robin I was just like, oh, you're just trying to teach him to be like you and make another Batman. He was like, no, I'm teaching him to do this so he doesn't become me. Mm-hmm. Giving- and that's just, that. that's always been like, I feel like the defining part of this relationship is Batman wants someone who can be everything that he's not mm-hmm. in addition to being everything that he can be. Well, that, yeah, that's what, like, that's what Dick is. And that's why Dick is the best Batman. <laughs> He's better than Bruce. Because for those of you that don't know, uh, Bruce Wayne died a while ago. Again. He died for the first time, and then he died again. The first time yeah. he died, he um, he was replaced by Dick Grayson. Dick came up, took on the cowl, took on, like, the cape, and was like, we need a Batman. And he went and did it. But he did it with like style he had like a little bit of fun he smiled he like enough so that gordon was like the other guy didn't used to smile so much or like he wouldn't disappear at the end of conversations and leave people hanging he (laughs) it's great like gates of gotham uh batman reborn like there's so much great content with dick as batman it was legitimately taken from him far too soon and I think I think a lot of us would have probably enjoyed seeing more of that, especially um, as we'll get to a little later, mm-hmm. uh, his relationship with Damien, mm-hmm. uh, which again we'll touch on that in yep. a minute. But I really think that's probably the only redeeming part of Damien uh, was that interaction. But we have differences on this boat. <laughs> this small angry child. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's going to be we're we're ending on him for a reason. It'll be great fun. Um, but. What we got back, I think, was was a when he gave the cowl back to Bruce, is we got a a Nightwing who mm-hmm. was so much more confident in what he could do mm-hmm. that he became another step better than what he had been. Yeah, it, it kept it growth like, for Dick, which was the important thing. Yeah, I was bummed that it felt like a regression for Batman for a second, but 
dick grew and continued to be because that's the thing like in the new 52 now i sent you a uh, a link to a uh, not new 52 anymore i guess it's uh, dc rebirth i sent you a yeah. link to the uh like a page where dick has like the robins and bruce meet at like a batman themed like cafe and like he's having <laughs> a good time he's eating the nightwing themed food like and bruce is like eating a burger with a fork and knife and like dick's giving him a hard time about it like it's just Dick is the leader of the Bat family. Bruce Wayne is like the he's the king. He has he has the power, he has the uh like the symbolism, but if you want something done and you want to talk to a human about it, you're going to go to Dick Grayson. Oh yeah. Yep. And and he's always the one that everyone else relies on. Mm-hmm. Like even in the new rebirth thing, um where they've dealt with that whole Grayson mess and he's back as Nightwing and he's back better than ever like when barbara gordon needs to go talk to someone she doesn't go talk to her dad she doesn't go talk to bruce she calls dick up yep that's that's the way to do it and you touched on grayson there for a second so i wanted to hate grayson because i was like how dare you take my my nightwing and you make him you a fake his death and b make him into a uh like a super spy with guns that's not that's not dick that wouldn't work that would never work and then i i read more of it of it and i read interviews with like the uh writer tom king i believe it was and he like he understands dick grayson at his core like the whole time in like the book everyone's like why aren't you using your guns like you have to use your guns you have to shoot people and he's like no i don't and he like he'll throw the pistols and like knock them out with them like he'll like do cool flippy stuff it's basically archer but with dick grayson instead (laughs) and it god it works it's just like it's such a great understanding of him as a character and like he talks to like he'll go and he'll help like kids out of places and like i wanted to hate it but it's just a really good addition to dick like it just works so good And he was, like, a teacher at an all-girls school, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah. Like, he was he was still able to somehow be everyone's best friend, plus that teacher, yep. plus, you know, like, actually a super spy and, spoiler, I guess, Batman's secret agent trying to figure out what was going on. Yep. There's... And he's still just like, whatever. There's a great part in Grayson where, like, he's got, like, dicks in disguise, like a good disguise, and he's, like, sneaking around, and I think Midnighter sees him from behind and goes, I know that ass anywhere. <laughs> like, that's Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, boom. Dick's most yep. notable feature. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's the, uh, I think I think what's honestly become my my favorite version of Dick is the Young Justice yes. version that we get. Uh, oh man, that because that Dick Grayson is a little less just kind of carefree mm-hmm. because he had the team that relied on him. Yep. You know, he's a little bit more grumbly. He's a little bit more like I've spent too much time with Bruce. Uh, I have to yeah. relearn how to socialize, and like that but, is um, like. That, that is also, like, in the Teen Titans, in the original Teen Titans cartoon, he had a bit of that. But in Young Justice, they yeah. did better, where he'd, like, he'd disappear from the fights, and they'd be like, where did you go? And he was like, you guys were supposed to follow me. Why didn't you Why didn't you just know what I was thinking? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And there are moments when, when you see the whole Bat family together, and and it's just, like, the, the stark contrast between the other sidekicks and their mm-hmm. mentors. But in, in, the, uh, in the comic books that kind of filled in between the seasons... In one of them, uh, 
it's kind of going through like a uh, jumping back and forth between <laughs> Dick's birthday across a five year span. Oh my god! <laughs> and it, it starts in the I guess the later day one with him like waking up after spending the night with a supermodel, and Wally's just yep. like you dog, That's... and just ragging on him like a perfectly normal kid. Yep. It's so good. I we we would be remiss if we did not touch on Dick Grayson and Wally West. Best oh. GD friends. Uh, I would. I want like for a while in a in Ultimate Spider-Man for a while. Human Torch, Iceman, and Spider-Man were all living in the same house. I want that for for like. I just want to read just a slice of life of life with Dick Grayson, Wally, and then literally anybody else in that third slot, and it's flawless. <laughs> like I mean, we we we've got the we've got the recipe there in Young Justice. We do Wally, mm-hmm. Dick, and Connor. Yes. <laughs> Because, like, they would hate each other. It'd be so good for like a week, and then Wally would do something dumb, and Dick and Connor would have to go fix it. Yes, it would be perfect. It would be such bad roommates, and it would be such a good story. <laughs> I would love it. Like the way Dick Dick's friendships make him. It makes it so special. His like his brotherhood with uh his brotherhood with Tim, his father role with Damien, his like. He's like best friends with Wally and Connor. Like, there's so much there that like makes Dick Grayson the best member of the Bat Family. And now he's, in my opinion, the best member of the Bat Family. But I, 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 he is up there. We're gonna get to my pick. He's a, he's a little ways down the line still. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're gonna move to I think one of the the members of the Bat Family that has a has a rough history. Um, a rough, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, look, when the fans vote to murder you, that's kind of a rough time. Not even the fans. Um, Have you heard that that was mostly just one dude? One dude, just, yeah. When one dude's like, oh, I want this boy in tights dead, <laughs> like, ma- mashing the phone for hours? We're talking about Jason Todd, by the way. We, we are. Uh, the, the boy wonder who got his start by trying to jack the tires off the Batmobile. Yep. And, uh, Ended his tenure as Robin at the hands of the Joker. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Todd. I. So. Jason Todd, I did not like for the longest time. I I was like, cool, whatever, like, move on. Red Hood, interesting enough, don't super care. Um, but until, like, um, a mixture of the Dick Grayson as Batman and his run-ins with Red Hood and... Um, the not new 52 but the rebirth stuff like the stuff with jason and the bat family i'm kind of loving jason as like the i'm as like the john stamos uncle jesse like i'm too cool for school like i don't i don't need to be here i'm just uh, you know i'm cool here like i kind of love it and like i've learned to love jason todd yeah he's he he is so much better now that they have a handle on him. I mm-hmm. feel like, um, and and I think I think in a lot of ways, because I read some of the new fifty, the not new fifty two, uh, the rebirth stuff mm-hmm. that kind of started him off, um, and and the way Batman kind of interacted with him was was so so much better uh, than I think anyone had used him previously. Where where Batman is just kind of like. You know, you're not the failure. Mm-hmm. 
you're probably the closest to who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I have to use you differently. Like, I shouldn't have made you Robin. I shouldn't have expected you to follow after Dick. I should have taken you as you were. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing now. It's it's Bruce's almost his greatest failure. Like, like in, like, in, like, for Bruce internally, not that Jason is the failure, like you were just saying. Like, Jason did nothing wrong. It's, it's all Bruce's mishandling of the situation. His kind of, his grief on Dick, like, punch him in the face and leaving. Like, it's, it's him just handling, it's him handling a breakup terribly and the other person (laughs) suffering for it. Like, uh, and even Jason in Arkham Knight, uh, oh. Spoilers that, for Arkham Knight, by the way. Hurt. That hurt so much. <laughs> it was so well done. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw it coming from a mile away, but I wanted to be on that ride. Like, I loved that ride. Oh, yeah. Like, the first time that you see the video clip of of what that Mark Hamill-voiced mm-hmm. Joker does to Jason. Yep. It's just like, oh... Oh, oh, Bruce, you are going down a dark hole today. Yep. It's a rough day for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, you're not coming out of this well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... Jason Jason Todd, it... I think, I think he's probably the... He's probably the one character out of all of this, like... People... People probably picture themselves as like, oh, I want to be like Dick. Mm-hmm. I want to be that kind of Robin, yeah. like the friendly one that, you know, eventually is equals with Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be that one, and they they probably tend to like then think of themselves more as Tim, like, oh, I am this smart. This yeah, is, I'm, this I'm is the, the best. Kind of... ro- the best person to hold the Robin mantle, like that's me. Yeah, and I'm I'm like super smart, but I'm also still like under Bruce, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure of how I fit in. But in reality, I think too many of the fans are just like, I, like, deep in their secret heart, they're like, oh, I'm probably Jason. Mm -hmm. I'm probably the screw-up of this family. (laughs) And that's, like, people don't want to see that. And I think think if people can, if DC can keep a handle on what they're doing now Mm -hmm. with Jason, we're going to see some interesting stuff come out of that kid. Well, because what they're doing with Jason, which I love, is it's very much a parallel to Young Justice Connor, where it's like, I feel like no one really accepts me. I want to do good. I think I'm doing good. People disagree with how I'm doing things. Ah, screw it. I'm going to do it the way I think I should do it. Like, he's very much, yeah. he's someone who wants to please people, but doesn't want to try to please people. Like, it's... And, and he's certainly never, ever going to say that the person he really wants to please is Bruce. Mm-hmm. He's never going to say that. Not a million years. Not a million years. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, but every time they talk, it's just, you can see it in every single, any time that he's looking at Bruce and Bruce is not looking at him, mm-hmm. you can see it in that kid. Because he's just like, come on, dad. Yeah. Why would come you, on, dad. Why would you look at me? Why would you talk to me? Yeah. Like, what did I do wrong? It's, it's so great because it's, one of my favorite concepts of Bruce Wayne is the Batman Beyond ending for him. Like, Bruce Wayne, that is his truest form. He ends having alienated all of his friends and family and alone in a cave. That is how I think, no matter what, Bruce ends. And I feel like Jason is the one who sees that first. And because he's like, he's like, why won't you, like, 
why won't you like pay attention? Why won't you talk to me? Like, I want to do good and you're not helping me. You only help me when I then lash out. That's the only time you're like, oh, I got to do something about this kid. It's Bruce's failures. And there's not enough people who like write in the fact that Bruce Wayne isn't perfect. Perfect Batman isn't yeah. great. Batman that doesn't know how to handle people is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's like it's fun to see him just, like, look around a room and be like, oh, I know exactly how to manipulate all these people. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much harder to write him as as the the father who has to fix what he did. Yeah. And, oh, man, I, I am 100% with you on that one. Uh, Jason, Jason Todd is going to go some interesting places, I think, if they, if they mm-hmm. really let him. He's going to take Batman to some interesting places. Yes, yes, then that is what I... Oh, God, that's what I want, because... When when they have like the uh, the meetups, I've been saying I've been saying that I want a Robin's only comic called uh, Birds of a Feather, and just have yeah. every past Robin in there. And they've kind of done something similar to that. Have you heard of the We Are Robin comic? Uh, that's the one where they had all the kids running around as yeah, Robin, right? It's, it's a concept. It's another Tom King thing, I believe. But it's um it's a thing that I never thought of before. But of course, kids in Gotham look up to Robin. They see a kid fighting with Batman, and they're like, I could do that. I could be that. And so it's just a bunch of kids that want to do good, and they just wear red, green, and yellow with R's on them, and they just go out and beat the heck out of crime people. It's so good. And, like, there's, like, Jason looks down and is like, he's the one who goes, I am going to train these children. These are, come to me, please. I will train these kids. And, like, there are times when, like, there's, like, a shot, or he's on the roof with, like, you know, seven of them. And he's like, all right, we have to go do this. And they're like, oh, I, I already went and did that. And he's like, God, I love you kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> like, it's it's great. And, and I wonder if part of that is his whole, like, well, no one else is going to do it, and mm-hmm. I don't want them to end up like me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's definitely a bit of that. It's it's. I don't want them to end up like me. Also, I don't want Bruce to get his grubby little hands on him. <laughs> because he will do to them what he did to me mm-hmm. and what he did to Stephanie yep. and what he has done to all of us. Yep, 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 yep. God. <clears throat> Someone at DC hates Stephanie Brown, and I hate that person. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to her, too. Um, but first... I think I think we could probably ramble on about mm-hmm. what we can do with Jason all day, but we're going to switch over to uh, the best Robin that has ever been and will ever be. I um, cannot argue that. And the one who is literally the opposite of Jason Todd, mm-hmm. where uh, if Jason only ever sees the bad that comes from Bruce, uh, Tim Drake will never see anything but good come out of that man until he is pushed to the bitter edge. Yep. Tim Drake will die before admitting Bruce's faults. Like, Tim is, and I 100% agree with you, the best per- the best Robin. He is the best Robin, hands down. Like, yeah. without a doubt, yes. Dick Grayson's my favorite person, and I think the best, like, path after that, like, he had the best career path, but Tim Drake is the best because Tim Drake, for those of you listening that don't know, he like Bruce Wayne, like after Dick died, Batman was like, hey, you know what? I don't need a Robin. I'm just going to go around, be grumpy all the time and hit people real hard. And Tim Drake saw that through like his brilliant mind was like, 
I I can figure out who this dude is. Like, I can do this. And he figures it out, goes to Bruce Wayne and, like, doesn't flat out say it, if I remember correctly, but it's just like, hey, I think Batman needs a Robin. He's a little bit of a grump right now, and he's hurting a lot of people, and I he's on a bad path. Yeah. And he, he used he went he took that leap from figuring out that Bruce is Batman and then followed that and was like, Oh, well that means this dude living over in Bloodhaven is uh is Dick Grayson mm-hmm. and he was Robin. So I'm gonna go talk to him since Bruce doesn't want anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And then we're both gonna go talk to Batman. Yep. We're full of this room is full of people me. that care about you. <laughs> it's it's an intervention. This is a safe Space, Bruce. Nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe. Grumpy Gus. Martha. What is it? I hate that movie. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate Zack Snyder. Oh, he's the worst. Uh, That's uh, that's for a different day. Yes, it is. I fear the day when I have to do that podcast that's all of the Zack Snyder movies. I threw up in my mouth a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a stiff bottle of something to have on hand when that happens. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. But but Tim, so, Tim, what Drake. do you what do you love about Tim? Because you you're the one who's like, man, Tim's my favorite. You tell me what makes Tim, Tim so special to you. Tim is the first one out out of out of Dick, Jason, Barbara. He is the first one that he has ever looked at and said. This kid could do my job better than me. Mm-hmm. I, he is the—that's the first time. Like he's always—he's always expected the best, and he wants the best for for Dick and for Barbara. And like, he's always kind of known that that's a different road from his. But with Tim, he's like, this kid is smarter than me. Mm-hmm. This kid. He's probably not as physically violent as me because he doesn't have that anger inside mm-hmm. of him as much. But this... This is the kid who can take the detective side of Batman and do it better and do it longer. To my knowledge, he's probably, the only person that Ray, yeah. Rachel Ghoul has called detective besides Bruce. Yeah. Which is... Like, look... Raish is just a crazy person, but mm-hmm. that is so huge. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, it's massive. And like, yeah, he said it. Like, because like, oh, so listener, Tim Drake after after Bruce died goes on this massive hunt because he's like, no, Bruce Wayne cannot die, and he finds him like lost in time. But he does this with the help of Raish Al Ghul, who also believes Bruce isn't dead. So it's those two working together for a while. And then obviously Rache is like, and now I will do something super evil. And Tim calls in everyone. He calls in his friends, his family, everything he can do to like go and flirt this plan. And he's in like the room with Rache at the time and is just like, I got ya. Like, you. Like, you're roasted. And Rache just looks at him and goes like, congratulations, detective, and boots him out a window. Yeah. <laughs> like and he and like Tim's falling and he's like I did it I saved it we're all good everything's fine here and who saves him is it Soups? I think so. Yeah, Soup Red it's just been a while since I've read that. One, flies but, right uh, by and just gets him and 
Tim has arguably the coolest costume post-Robin. The original oh. Red Robin costume is legitimately amazing. <laughs> it is. It's so much better than that Kingdom Come thing. It's mm-hmm. just a sweet-looking costume with that, like, the ribbed cape and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. ribbed cape, the cowl without the ears, the, uh, basically, the like, the domino jacket, the red, like, the red, like, kind of coat that he has on the top, and the uh, bandoliers that make it with the R. It is a beautiful suit, and it's reminiscent of Batman, and it's reminiscent of Robin in all the best ways. It, like, ex- explains Tim as a character so well. I don't hate his yeah. new 52 suit. It's not the same suit, and so that bothers me, but, like, Hey, it's good enough. Yeah, and and that's the the rebirth, the rebirth. Tim Drake, um, like they have this whole thing where he never had the full ch- or just Robin mm-hmm. title. Yeah, like he was always Red Robin because he didn't want to step on Jason's memory. Mm-hmm. Which, Which is fine. That but makes sense. There was, it they, bums me out because like no, he's Robin though. But yeah, and that was the thing. Like he never saw himself as worthy of the Robin name mm-hmm. because they've decided to make him a really insecure kid in Rebirth, which mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> leave my Tim alone. Yeah. Um, but there was there was this line in in kind of the, the team-up comic Batman had been doing right near the start of Rebirth where he got Stephanie Brown as spoiler yes. and he had Tim and he had uh, Clayface and he had Batwoman and he was just like you guys are going to st- fix Gotham while I'm over here dealing with these crazy kids. <laughs> and he has this moment where he's just standing on top of a building with Tim. And he's just like, of course you were Robin. Yeah. You were the Robin. You were the Robin that made me be okay mm-hmm. with having Robin again. Yep. <sighs> and was, that's Tim. That's Tim is the one who will pull Batman out of a slump. Yep. He will walk into fire to grab Bruce by the neck and pull him out. Like, Dick will try his hardest, but, like, Tim's the one who's going to be able to do it. When everyone else is like, there's no saving him, Tim will bend over backwards. And I think it's because Tim Tim cannot comprehend a world without Bruce as Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, when Batman died and Dick took over... Tim had to get out of town because he was like, this, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've got to go. And that's why he went off to go find Bruce. And it's... Tim is never going to get the chance, I don't feel like, to ever step out of that shadow. But man, if he could, it would be so good. Just, mm-hmm. just like he's never going to get the chance to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that uh, the god curse with every Robin? Every... <sighs> character that runs parallel to Batman, you just won't ever get a chance to really be happy. Uh, we're we're gonna the next one we're gonna talk about is is gonna be uh, pretty much her entire life is defined by that. But like so in in this new in the in the new comic before before Tim vanished, whatever the dumb thing they did with him, um he and Stephanie Brown were back together. They were happy. Mm-hmm. They were they were a couple. They had both gotten accepted to this like prestigious university, and they were gonna go do that. And like yep. Tim was like, "I'm gonna put the costume away for a little bit. Yes, not forever. I'll still show up. They'll still when you need me, I'll be here." Because he's never gonna let. He's never going to disappoint Bruce. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
the instant I read that, the instant that I read that Tim was like, I'm going to go be happy with Stephanie. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're, no, don't. Because I legitimately thought they were just going to kill him, that same issue. I was just like, that don't would be you monsters do this. <laughs> and I mean, they, they make it seem like that. But, like, li- what he's doing now, like, I've read a bit of what's happening. And, like, I've seen panels. And, like, I don't fully understand. But he's he's vanished. He is being held prisoner by somebody. But, like, he is going, like, nuts to hunt, to break out. And he's, like, there are scenes of him, like, he's, like, got, like, the Robin suit open and is, like, kind of, like, building, like, computers out of parts from that to, like, break free from there. And he breaks out of one cell and, like, it's put, like, finds that there's another lock and finds another villain. But, like, he's, he's like, being, like, full force, like, the showing of, no, this is the best person to wear this costume. And he is, yeah. he's going to make his way out of this no matter what. And, like, while I'm frustrated that, like, who at DC loves killing Robins, like, <sighs> and I don't, I don't know why people at DC don't like Tim. Mm-hmm. Why don't you like Tim? He's so good. Someone it's... doesn't like legacy characters. That's it. It's, it's because they treat, they, like. Wally was gone for a while. <laughs> like uh, Kyle Rayner usually gets moved out of the way for Hal. Like you don't see a yeah. lot of like Connor. Like you don't like somebody doesn't like legacy characters. They're like, no, we want these old men that will never leave. That's not what oh. I want. I want to see the people who take on the mantle afterwards, and I want to see their stories because they're always more interesting. Because they're allowed to be wrong. They're you've seen them grow up. You've seen them make mistakes. They're just better. They're so much better. I would, I would love, I would love to see, to see something where, like, just time jump, like, 15 years in the future, and Tim is Batman. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. But uh, I think, I think it was Chris Sims was saying it on a, on an episode of War Rocket Ajax, and he's just like, look, no one's ever going to be Batman except Bruce Wayne. And it was Hard. just like, oh. Hard disagree. You're right. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I want there to be new ones, but it's like there's always going to be that hardcore fan or that one person at the company who's like, oh, but but no one will know who Batman is if it's not Bruce Wayne. Uh, what do we do? They'll figure it out. Which, I think I think people will figure it out. Like, even it's if it's the just same for voice a year. that. Yeah, go ahead. What would you, what would you do for Tim's Batman costume? How would you differentiate it? Because what I loved about Dick is that he went back to the gray and blue, and like mm-hmm. that was like, mm, yes, please. What would you do to make it clearly Tim? Uh, oh man. I think I think Tim would Tim would keep the color. Mm-hmm. He would keep like the black and yellow mm-hmm. or the black and gold kind of thing. He would probably change up the the icon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably make it something a bit more reminiscent of his Robin icon. I like that. And I think he would change up the belts. Oh. Like he would do the cross belt. Ooh. Ooh, that's a cool suit. <laughs> I think that's what he would do is he's just like Tim is all about like his he's always kind of like my survival is depending on the tools that I have to do my job the best so he would want like he's the kind of person that would take the uh, the Rob Liefeld Deadpool pouches and actually use them he'd have something in every pouch listed labeled and like specifically put aside yeah He's he's the kid that would wear cargo pants and one of those like photographer jets, mm-hmm. vests and have it not just look dumb. He'd be like, no, 
I can survive for a year in what's in here. <laughs> yeah, like, why do you need to survive for a year? We're going to the mall. Like, calm down. <laughs> oh, because he would look at you and go like, I've played Dead Rising. <laughs> I know how this could end up. He, oh, man, Tim is the best. Because Tim, oh, Tim knows exactly what can go wrong at any situation. Mm-hmm. Like, when he vanished, when he was captured, he looked at it. He looked at the entire city in one go. He just was looking at a map and looked at the entire city, processed all of Gotham City, and was like, I can fix this by going here, doing this one thing. I will save. I will. Oh, it, it made me so mad because his thinking was, I can save Bruce. Mm-hmm. Then I can save Stephanie. And I was like, you. Mm. <laughs> Think of the better but person. But I won't survive it. Yeah. It was just like, come on. Bruce will figure but it out. But he took in all of it and went and did it. And I was like, oh, this is this is why you're the best. Yep. Oh. It, it's, it's so, so great. And again, I want to talk about his relationship with Damien. We'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's probably the reason I don't like Damien. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he does not like Tim. At all. He's just a catty little child. <laughs> Entire little brat. Um, mm-hmm. But first, we're going to talk about Stephanie Brown. Yes. Um, the fourth Robin. A great Robin and the best Batgirl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, on, on the random off chance that anyone at DC somehow listens to this... Can y'all please reprint her run as Batgirl? Because I want them. Oh, buddy. I need them. Oh, where are they? Oh, I bought them in college. And I, can, I can only find them on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. Oh. So good. I, found, oh. I bought them in college because I was like, who is this Batgirl? I want to know more about uh, like the different DC characters. And so I got them when they were still like oh. 20. And like, she's just the best. And to my knowledge, I think they are reprinting her run as an omnibus. To my knowledge, I have to look before I give you false hope. <laughs> oh, that would make Steph me. Brown that would be reprint. the best Christmas present. Um, she's so good because you know why she's good. Because like Dick, she's having a good time, but more so, she's happy to be there all the time. Like she what? is like just the best. She, uh, She's happy. Barbara, Barbara always loved being Batgirl, mm-hmm. but she was always, like, torn between it. Like, oh, I should be, like, I, I hate lying to my dad about this, and I, I want to spend more time with Dick, but I'm stuck here. And then, like, the whole Oracle thing happened, and it's just, oh. But, yeah, you're right. Stephanie loves it. Mm-hmm. Like, being Batgirl is who she was meant to be. Yep. No one believes in her, but Barbara, like, nobody thinks she can do it. No one thinks she should do it, but she's out there every night, like, trying to do her best and, like, smiling and joking. She's Spider-Man, but a Batgirl. Even even Tim was just like, Stephanie, what are you doing? You, you can't do this Batgirl thing. And it's just like, you shut up, Tim Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you go home, I'll Don't be do home this. later. <laughs> uh, oh, she's even, like, best friends with Supergirl, and they have, like, yes. crime-fighting sleepovers. It's so good! Like, Supergirl and Batgirl's friendship is amazing! Like, just because they're so happy! That's what I need, that's what I miss in Batman books, is, like, any semblance of joy. I miss that in DC movies as a whole. DC, if you are listening, you 
<laughs> I miss happiness. I miss smiles. I miss joy. And Stephanie yeah. brings all that to the table all the time. And some people want to put her down because, well, she's a girl. She was never really Robin. Like, she was a mess up. And you go, well, screw you. No, you're wrong. Bruce told her she was a Robin. Like, she wore that costume. She wore it well. She, she earned that costume. God right. <laughs> that whole, like, mistake was... 100% Batman's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she acted really rashly, and she acted kind of dumb, and she made some really bad choices. But, Bruce was basically just like, no, screw you. Yep. You can go away Bruce now. gave up. And that's one thing yeah. that, like, happens a lot of the times when I am super pissed at Bruce Wayne, is he gives up. And, like, he gave up on Stephanie in the very overrated Nolan movies he gives up on Gotham and leaves like there are so many times when Bruce Wayne like gives up and I don't think that's truly in his character and then another writer comes in and fixes it like Bruce wouldn't have given up on Jason like Bruce wouldn't have given up on Stephanie Bruce wouldn't give up on Gotham Bruce shouldn't give up on Tim right now there are so many things that like Bruce Wayne should not do and and like because writers do it it's his failure it's not the characters <sighs> but it's it's there's there's this i i love you know stephanie drake started out as spoiler mm-hmm. who became a vigilante because her dad was like a b-list nobody villain yeah the calculator and she decided to yeah and she decided to stop him mm-hmm. so she'd spoil and, his crimes which is just such yeah. a good pun name <laughs> It's and the costume was good, like purple hooded cloak. Yep. That's fantastic. The black black mask over the face. Yeah. It was great. And so she ran around and Batman figured out who she was like two minutes after meeting her and mm-hmm. Tim figured it out a much later because he was dating her at the time. Yeah. And he wanted to be do the uh, blind couple eyes. Yeah. And eventually, you know, Tim gets put in that weird situation where his his dad kind of tries to clamp down on the whole being mm-hmm. Robin thing and he wants to try to keep his dad happy as long as he can before the writers murdered his dad. Because um, that's and a so good dynamic to... to work with. That's such a good yeah. dynamic. That's so interesting because you don't have people that know who the superhero is and, and like, especially in a parent role and be like, hey, buddy, like, it's, it's Greg Universe. It's like that. Yeah. It's, I don't understand what's happening, and I'm worried about you. I don't like that you do so many things, but God damn it, I'll support you. Yeah, and it, it's it's why it's why I always try to believe that Aunt May knows exactly what Peter is oh, up to. One hundred percent, she does, and just very quietly makes sure that their insurance is up so he can get <laughs> medical help, and doesn't complain about laundry turning pink when he puts his suit in there. Yep, yep, because Peter but, doesn't know how to use a color catcher. No, not a chance about. <laughs> Peter Parker is a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yes. so so Tim runs off to go be the good son to his dad, which is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that's great. It was it was a good thing for the character at the time. And Stephanie tries to do what Tim did, mm-hmm. and goes, "You need a Robin. I'm free. Train me." Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like you said he kind of gives up from the start he doesn't really give her mm-hmm. his all he doesn't really give her all the attention he sets her up to fail for no reason oh 100% like 
he has Oracle train her mm-hmm. a bit, and he's just kind of like, hey, this uh, this random vigilante kid wants to be Robin. Like, he doesn't tell her the whole story. Yep. And just, oh, she, she goes out with him a few times, and she lets a criminal escape, and he jumps down. Yep. Jumps down her throat about it. And she steals one of his contingency plans because she wants to demonstrate that she can do the job. And the contingency plan is basically how to wipe every criminal gang out of existence in Gotham City forever. Mm -hmm. Which, seriously, if Batman has this plan, why did Batman not do this plan the minute he had it? Because there are better things to do. I'm a big grumpy Gus all the goddamn time. Apparently, like, he had to go find more kryptonite to stop Superman or something. Who knows? But <clears throat> she she takes this plan and she starts to put it into motion all by herself, which is mm-hmm. easily, una- like, that alone should have just, like, okay, you get props for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, the critical component is this character that Bruce would have played in the role uh, as this Maxis Malone guy. Yes. <laughs> And because he doesn't show up, it turns into a gang war, Mm -hmm. and all of Gotham basically goes up in flames, Mm -hmm. and Bruce finds out, and is like, well, you broke it, you go fix it. And she gets shot. Yep. Right in the chest. Yeah, who'd imagine sending an untrained child into a thing would be a bad idea? You'd think Bruce Wayne would, who's done this three times before. But he yeah. wants to prove and a point. Was, even with Jason, he was never that hard on him. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. He was never that hard on Jason. Like, mm-hmm. never ever was he just like, you messed up this badly, you go deal with it yourself. Yeah, I've got to go and, sit and, you know, eat cucumber sandwiches. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go visit Tim, because he's mm-hmm. better than you. Um, I'm going to go talk to Talia and have a kid. Ah. Um and so they they rush her over to uh, Leslie Tompkins, the doctors <laughs> helped patch them up before, and Leslie is just fed up with Bruce, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Fakes Stephanie's death, mm-hmm. uh, invokes Bruce exiling her for from Gotham for it, because Bruce is just like, wait, hold on, hold on, you let her die, and you have the temerity to call me on it, and she's just like. You let her die. Yep. Screw you, Bruce Bruce Wayne. (laughs) And so Bruce kicks Tompkins out of out of Gotham, and then years later we find out that Stephanie's alive and well in Africa with Doctor Tompkins. Yeah. Bruce throws a hissy fit because he can't handle being told he's wrong. Which is weird because Alfred tells him he's wrong every single day of the week. Mm Hmm. Yep. I only like it when my old person does it. Like, I Bruce yeah. Wayne, I have a complicated relationship with because I like Bruce a lot. I like Batman a lot. I like him when he's written well. Like, I like Brave and the Bold Batman a lot. That's my favorite cartoon version of him. It's just like... Oh, that's so good. Why isn't he... He just... I, I love how he makes awful missteps emotionally with people. That's a good thing. I yeah. hate that the other characters have to suffer for it because the editors don't want Bruce to be wrong. Yeah. Honestly, Bruce being wrong, like, it would it would question too much of what he has to do. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, if you can let him be wrong, you can open up so many stories with that. Yep. Like, that becomes a whole thing, which would be so great. But, so Stephanie eventually does come back, and like we said, uh, she takes up the Batgirl mantle. Um, has the greatest Batgirl time, suit. Has like It has purple oh. piping down the sides. It's got a lot of more yellow into it. Like, her blonde hair is out the back. It looks amazing. It's so it good. Does. Especially because we had just come off of Cassandra Kane's Batgirl outfit, which was like... It was also think, very good, but it was good in a it different... Was. It fits Cass really well, because she is, you know, kind of... she's was doesn't talk a lot. She's super angry. She's a, a League of Assassins member, if I remember correctly. And she just wears, yeah. like, the complete black mask, the cowl like Bruce's, but it comes down over her mouth, too. Like, it is scary. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a dark suit, and it came up like she got that during the No Man's Land thing, mm-hmm. which is easily like one of the low points of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, Stephanie comes back, she inherits that, and she has a good run as Batgirl mm-hmm. for a good while. The uh, best run as Batgirl. Yeah. And it, it really ended because they wanted to reboot mm-hmm. with the new 52 yep. and give it back to Barbara Gordon. Yep. Which and is fine. The last pages of that uh, Batgirl, um, which one is it? Is the 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 flood? I think it might be the flood. They do the thing that they do at the end of every uh, like uh, overarching comic. You know, that's coming like every every run that's coming to an end. They go, well, this is what could have happened. And there's yeah. a really cool scene of uh, like Damien, uh, Barbara, and and uh, Stephanie with lantern rings, and like. <laughs> It's oh yep here it is I'm gonna show it to you right here it's a uh, I think it's one of the alternate covers it's Damien with a red lantern ring Stephanie with blue and Oracle in a green will powered mech. That's fantastic. It's yeah, so good and like Steph is a hundred percent a blue lantern. Oh yeah, I, I will buy that all day <clears throat> She's long. She's so good and the one next to it is them in a fantasy world and it looks like Stephanie, Supergirl, Miss Martian, um. I don't know who that is. It looks like a Lady Colossus and Stargirl in, like, princess outfits beating up dragons and gnomes. Like, <laughs> there's so many cool things that could have been done with Stephanie. And Stephanie continues to be one of the best parts of the Bat family because she – people are allowed to have fun with her. Like, she – like. Yeah. that's something that was missing from comics for a long while, and it's why I like reading comics that really star young women like Kamala Khan, Stephanie Brown – um, you know, a lot of teen books, like the original, the uh, young, the all new Ultimates before it was actually in the Ultimates, like the backdoor pitch by Bendis, where it was Cloak and Dagger and Bombshell and um, Miles and like all the and Kitty. It was so good because it was people that were allowed to have fun, and like DC hates that. DC hates the word fun. They hate the F word. Oh, they really do. And uh, nowhere is that embodied any better than in our last Robin, mm-hmm. Damian Wayne. Damian, for those of you that do not know, is Bruce Wayne's kid, his proper blood son, via mother Talia Al Ghul, through some nebulous nonsense. Um, I understand hating Damian. I love him because of his interactions with Stephanie. Because his interactions with with uh, J- uh, Jason, with his interactions with Dick and Tim, like through his his talking to everybody else, 
I think that I I love him. Like that's he's just yeah. great because like he's like awkward with Stephanie. He's like a real grump to her, but like it's clearly because like he's a small child and she's a lady that could probably beat him up a little bit and like he doesn't know how to handle that and there are cute parts in the Batgirl run where she's like trying to teach him to have fun like she takes him to a bounce house and like she like like they do an undercover project together and like he's like pretending to be in a school and he's like my name is Bruce and like Stephanie's watching from a distance and is like oh no oh no my son (laughs) like that's him and Dick being the proper father son, being the best Batman and Robin combination that has ever graced a comic book, like being the angry little boy and the the Batman going, "Come on, come on, you enjoy this, you enjoy this, come on." I I will admit, I will admit, when he's partnered with Dick, it's fantastic. Like that's good stuff because it's it's that nice reversal of the roles mm-hmm. where the Batman is more laid back and the Robin is all. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Oh, I'm going to katana someone in the yeah. face. Back in my day, I would have killed for a flying Batmobile. Do you know that? Do you know I would have killed for a flying Batmobile? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. And him with Tim. The reason I like the fact that he's constantly on Tim Drake is because he's super jealous. Like, that's the thing. He's jealous of Tim because Tim is better he could be the best out of all of them and damien's like well i'm bruce's actual blood and tim's like cool i don't i don't why is this child here please move this child like i don't want to talk to him and like damien's mad that tim won't pay attention to him and that tim is arguably better than him like it's just damien being a little kid (laughs) which is accurate for bruce who's the old man It's 100% accurate. It's the exact kind of kid Bruce would have is Damien. And I just feel like at some points, like, Dick and Tim probably look at the two of them arguing and are just like, Bruce deserves this. He's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you deal with this. Mm-hmm. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen a whole lot of their interactions between him and Jason. Mm-hmm. So what's that dynamic like? That dynamic is a little bit like... Uh, kind of like oh, we both understand each other we know we gotta be mean sometimes and they like get out and they start both being mean a little bit and they're like this doesn't feel right <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't good this is not the best thing <laughs> so like they almost kind of keep each other in check a little bit like it's it's real nice cause like Jason like like Dick just straight up accepts Damien. Like he goes, "No, yeah, you are you're one of us." Yes. Uh but um there's a uh there was a arc where the Robins, it was like a it wasn't called Robin War, but all the Robins were kind of like picking on each other a little bit. And like Damien fought Tim and got it just got beat into the dirt by Tim, which was awesome. <laughs> that he fought Dick and like uh got beat. He fought Jason, and got beat. And then Damien went and did like real underhanded stuff to everybody he like put like a uh he put something inside jason's helmet so that way it would like mess with him he like stole tim's uh bow staff and like hid in the vents from him he uh like dropped in on dick when he was like just like hanging out he did like i'm a kid and i'm gonna win no matter what and like that's why i like him because he's just a turd he's the worst (laughs) but like it's like almost when he's written right he's charming and the worst like he's like everyone else goes this is a child and he's an idiot but 
when he's written wrong, he's just a mean, mean spirited person. So I think I think one of the best things that I've seen with him is uh, his appearance in Gotham Academy. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that. Okay, it's one that's just an amazing like Batman adjacent comic book. Mm-hmm. Just just in what it does is it's so. Go read the first volume, okay. and and I recommend this to anyone listening to. Go read the first volume, and just like don't look at it as this is set in Gotham. Don't look at it as this has any ties to Batman. Just go with what the comic gives you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Batman does show up, and Bruce shows up, and Bruce enrolls Damien at the academy. Yes, because something is going on, and so his solution is, well, I'm Bruce Wayne. And so we're going to go as, like, a school visit. So they go into the headmaster's office. Mm-hmm. Damien concocts an excuse to slip away. He goes and ninjas around and steals things from the students mm-hmm. to find the information they need. And he just slips back in with Bruce. And Bruce is just like, you're staying here. <laughs> and just, like, boots him out. Just like, you're staying here for a bit. Yep. Bye. I have adult stuff to do. <laughs> yep. It's that's amazing. I want I want to read that now cuz that sounds great. Damien trying to interact with other other children is something that is I love because it's so It's clear hilarious. That, he's so bad at it. Cuz he's a little Bruce. He's so bad at it cuz all he's had is the worst person to teach him. <laughs> the first time you see him, he is in a suit with a tie and everything. Oh, he's that kid. That matches Bruce. Oh, he's that kid. It's awful (laughs) because they look exact like his hair is all properly combed and slicked back and it's not spiky up like it normally is. Like when they stand next to each other, he addresses Bruce as father. Of course he does. And it's just like, okay. What a little turd. You are the worst human being. I love him. I look at all these things where he's just a trash can and I go, no, this this is perfect. This is what I want from this boy. <laughs> you like that little garbage fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's been like one other semi-official Robin, and that was the one from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and uh, I I straight up don't like The Dark Knight Rises because I straight up don't like Frank Miller, but like that's yeah. my own personal thing. I think a... <laughs> The other things that I like about, like, Robins and Robin adjacent things are people who have filled the Robin role but aren't Robin, i.e. Bluebird and Lark, Harper Rowe, and, um, oh, God. Oh, what's his name? Is is Dennis his name? What's his name? In the the, uh, current comics, uh, it's, um, what's Morgan Uh, Freeman's character name? In the Nolan movies, what's no Morgan Freeman's character? Oh, oh, uh, Fox. Fox. Um, I think it's Lucius Fox. Yeah, it's his his nephew. Uh, yeah, is now a bat, a bat, bat friend. <laughs> yeah, and like very specifically was not Robin because Batman wanted to do something differently. Mm-hmm. Yep, hit weird. He gets like a yellow outfit, basically a little Sentai suit. <laughs> it's yeah, really awesome. <laughs> He's kind of a little yellow ranger, and it works. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. A Duke, Duke Thomas, that's his name. Yeah. So we've, we've got all these other little characters, but uh, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for our Robin talk. Yeah, um, I feel like we did so well. Kinda, yeah, uh, just one last kind of thing um, before we close out. Give us, like, your dream 
scenario for for a Robin like mini series, like a four part. Yes. Just off the cuff, I did not give you any prep for this, so no worries. Immediately, you've got like a four issue mini series. It is named Go. Birds of a Feather. That's what the comic is named. It's all of them together. Bruce has gone missing. Bruce has gone missing, and like they are, the group of them are following through like a. They're following through Gotham trying to find clues to find him. Led led in name by Dick, but Tim is do it like got the group together. But they all look to okay. Dick to the leadership. And it includes Steph, because obviously and I think it includes like the other smaller uh like uh Robin Robin esque characters. Like the you get Barbara, you get um you get Lark Bluebird, and it's them moving through and they have to like go through and they have to it's not the Joker because I'm so tired of the Joker I think Bane or Black Mask like was able to apprehend Batman and is now like it's like that kick-ass scene where they're gonna like they're gonna reveal him and he legit needs his friends to help him and that's what this is is they're gonna go rescue Bruce Wayne and it's all of them together it's the Bat family saving the Batman and when he needs it most and it's gonna end and he's not gonna say thank you He'll be like, no, not at all. You did this wrong. And they'll be like, Bruce. <laughs> that's get back to work. That's what <laughs> I got. That's how about you? What do you, what are you on? Oh, okay. Um, man, I asked the question. And I didn't even think about it. Uh, okay. What I would do is I would, I would do for mine a kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be, it would be Dick and Barbara and mm-hmm. Tim and Stephanie. Oh. And they would actually be on like a quiet night in Gotham yes. or even in another city. Like they got away for a little bit. <laughs> they're like, in they're Central Metropolis City. Or Bloodhaven. And they're on a double date. And they're actually like enjoying things. And then it has to all go to pieces. Mm-hmm. So the four issues are each written from a different one of those perspectives. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. So we, so we start with Dick. And then we go to Barbara, and then we go to Stephanie, and then we end with Tim, because he has to be the one to figure it all out. What if, like, they're at, like, this dinner, and, like, they can't show that they are the heroes, so it's them in civilian clothes, like, trying to, like, lead the group, or, like, trying to, like, make their way... Oh, my God, it's so good! I want that! (laughs) Right? That would be so much fun. It's just... Because it would further be, like... Yeah, you guys can be together. Mm-hmm. You're not ever gonna have normal. Mm-hmm. Normal's not part of your life description anymore. But mm-hmm. that's what that's that's what I like about the uh, Barbara Dick slash Starfire Dick is that it's like, yeah, y'all can be in a relationship, but you're never gonna really be. Like, there's always gonna be something happening, and like it's that yeah. Green Arrow, uh, Black Canary thing where it's like, yeah, we're together and we're happy with each other, but like chaos is constantly around us. <laughs> Yes. Oh. Uh, Good stuff. Well, Riley, thanks for coming on, man. This has oh, been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me, man. I will talk about superheroes and nonsense every second of every day. Well, I'm sure we can dig up another thing to talk about. Oh. So uh, so get some ideas ready. I will call you back oh, up. This happily. will be... Well, dude, um, 
where can people find you online? If you, for some reason, like the sound of my voice, then, hey, I also do podcasts. You can swing right on over to Alien Happy Hour. And uh, we've got we've got a bunch of podcasts released under the same banner, Movie Club, Intended Audience, Last Podcast Standing, Chat Room, and my actual play series, Star Wars Lucky Seven's A Clone Wars Story. Um, and we have a YouTube channel. I'm at Rev Rye Bread. Rev like reverend. Rye like whiskey. Bread like rye bread. And that's, he's just, man, I'll talk, you message me anything, I'll talk to you. I just like talking to people, man. We did just launch a Patreon. If you want to get some podcasts a week early, you got some of that. We got t-shirts, we got all that cool stuff. And man, we just, we like having, we like being able to do stuff. And we like being able to like up our production value on some of our sketches and our podcasts. And if you want that, patreon.com slash alien happy hour. And hey, I'd appreciate it. That'd be cool. You can find us on the internet at fifthdraw.com, follow us on Twitter at fifthdraw, or email us at social at fifthdraw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Hoodley. If you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating and review, or maybe tell a friend? Getting the word out helps us immensely. Our music is Arcade Montage by Lee Rosevere and can be found at the Free Music Archive. That's all for this week. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode. And hey, thanks for listening.